On today's episode of Locked on Kraken, we're going to get to know baby vet of the U.S. women's national hockey team, Haley Skamura. You're going to hear from new head coach, Joel Johnson. And I'm also going to take you over to Locked on NHL so you can hear what Jess and Sarah really think about those of you complaining about sponsors on jerseys. All that on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You need more hockey news and Locked on NHL is here to fill the gap. As I told you at the top of the show with the tease, you're going to hear from Jess, you're going to hear from Sarah about some of the topics that are covered on Locked on NHL, which is our daily podcast on everything happening in hockey. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked on NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. We haven't played a game yet, but the word is already out that we've got some you know, crazy passionate fans and uh, we can't wait to start playing hockey in front of them. You are Locked On Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle Kraken fans? We are definitely in the offseason, things have slowed down on the free agency front. In case you missed it, I talked on Locked On NHL with Gil Martin about a few of the updates. Today, I'm going to give you a little bit of a taste of what of what Sarah and Jess think about the NHL jerseys and the announcement that we're going to get sponsors. We're going to get logos on the jerseys. You'll hear about that. But first... I'm going to take you back to my wheelhouse, which, of course, is women's hockey. I've talked about it on the show before. We've had Cindy Daly from Women's Hockey to Seattle on the show. And I'm excited to talk to you about women's hockey today of all days because today is the start of the Women's World Championships. We have not had a Women's Worlds since 2019 because of coronavirus. And so... The women are very excited to hit the ice again. You're going to hear from baby vet Haley Skamura. Haley Skamura, I know from my time covering the National Women's Hockey League. She paid, she played for the Buffalo Buttes. For those who may not know, uh, after the 2019 World Championships, the Canadian Women's Hockey League folded and a new group called the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, or the PWHPA, started up. Yes, there is a little bit of drama. You'll hear Haley and I allude to that in our conversation, but uh, we'll save that breakdown for another day. If you want to learn more about the teams taking the ice at the Women's World Championships, highly recommend you check out the Ice Garden. Check out the links in the show notes. Also, Megan Johnson is doing great work for TSN. And of course, you can follow my work at The Athletic, as well as Haley Salvian, who is a writer for the Calgary Flames and is in Calgary. That's where Women's World Championships is being hosted this year. So she's going to be covering a little bit of things throughout the tournament, but certainly Hockey Canada. So the reason I was really excited to talk to Haley Skamura is because the teams, all of the teams that are competing, there's a group A and a group B, and I'll break that down a little bit later, but um, they had to do a five-day quarantine 
This is no contact whatsoever. And you're going to hear what Haley thought about that. I also want to get you to hear from the head coach for the USA team, Joel Johnson. And um, I always find it fascinating to, to see how coaches handle tournaments like this because there's a little bit of you want to win the game that you have that day, but then you have to game plan for the rest of the tournament. The United States, for those who may not know, heavy favorites coming in. They are in position, if they win gold at the World Championships in Calgary, to have won their sixth consecutive gold medal at the World Championships, and they are also the 2018 gold medalists at the Olympic level. And of course, we're going to get the 2022 Beijing Olympics next year. I am set to be in Beijing, and if you want to know how you can help me get to Beijing, or, well, I'm going, but if you want to help fund my trip I have some links in the description as well. All help is appreciated. I'm a freelancer. I'll be doing, you know, I, I pay for most things out of my own pocket. And uh, so, but also listens to shows like this, Locked on Kraken, greatly help. And the great thing about it is, if we finally get word that NHL players are going to be in Beijing, you'll have an inside expert right there able to talk to the fellas talking about the Olympics. So I'm really excited for that. Obviously, I'm kind of leaning for NHL players being there as well. But either way, I'll be covering hockey in Beijing as long as uh, the Delta variant or any other variant after that doesn't ruin those plans. But I say that somewhat in jest. Of course, please make sure you're staying safe. Please stay healthy. And for those of you who have been impacted, please don't think that I am taking this lightly, nor do I want anyone else to. So just want to put that out there. As always, I'm thankful for you listening to Locked on Kraken, thankful for your support, and uh, yeah, let's have a good time. So let's first, actually, I'm going to take you over to Joel Johnson, because he and I have a conversation about just what it's been like from a coaching perspective to get a team on the ice that hasn't been together and hasn't competed in any international tournaments since 2019. What is the balancing act between getting everyone um, up to speed and ready to win a gold medal and thinking long-term? And they are uh, right up at about the six-month point before the official start of the Olympic Games in Beijing. So let's first hear from new head coach, Joel Johnson on how he plans to manage the roster. Give an update of how the team is faring after the five-day quarantine and obviously being able to get uh, an exhibition game under your belt. You know, it was great. It was so exciting just to be able to to finally feel like everybody cleared all the protocols and and we kind of got to have a you know a pregame practice and then game day came and everybody was still cleared and we finally. You know, I think everybody, when we when we got on the ice, it felt a little bit surreal to be playing a game, uh, and, and it was really fun. A lot of smiles, a lot of joy on the bench, just a lot of people having a great time playing a fun game, and, and that was really our focus. We talked about a few little details we wanted to, to be intentional about, but most of all, it was let's just go out and play and smile and have fun and remember why we're doing this in the first place. And, and so, yeah, it's been it's been weird. I think today was a little bit of a you know, a tough day for for all of us as staff and players because we kind of you get so excited to play a game you forget that then you have to recover from all the adrenaline <laughs> and from, from that. And so today's practice, we were all kind of admitting to one another, yeah, it was a tough morning to get up and you know remember what it's like to have a, a day after a game where you kind of have to reset the 
you know, the, the attitude and the, and the body's got to reset a little bit physically and, and certainly mentally, emotionally. So, so it was, it was so fun though. It was just great. Uh, I don't want to say it was mentally exhausting, but it sure felt really exciting to, to be, to be a part of a game again. And, and I thought we played well and had a great time. Yeah, I think I think it's a huge part of it is just mentally recovering, physically recovering, and then resetting. You know, whether it's a, a new scouting report or a new physical approach to to the next day that, that or the next week. And and I, I honestly I don't know if we're if we figured it out yet. I think we're still figuring it out as the day goes today and, and tomorrow. And as this tournament unfolds, it's going to be I think one of the you know things that all the teams are going to be trying to. To sort through is is how can we recover and be fresh mentally and physically and prepared for that next opponent. Um, certainly for the next three weeks to try to win a world championship and and then for for a lot of people you know going through the next you know, five six months uh, trying to get ready for a preparation that it takes to to participate in, in an Olympic game. So uh, I don't know if I have an answer that we've figured it out yet, but we're we're in process and we're just kind of sorting it out and being you know forgiving of each other and and, and uh, trying to understand what what everybody needs to to make sure we're at our best uh not only today but tomorrow and the days ahead yeah that's the name of the game right making adjustments um and to that end you know we saw that the team rolled out a few different lines Uh, you know you had some that were were main staples um and then a few other players that it looks like you're just looking to pair up um going into tomorrow um you know how how uh confident do you feel that you have a good idea of what you're going to roll out and and will that be what we see throughout the tournament or do you have a sense of maybe what aces and places you need for certain opponents or certain situations yeah i think for us it's more about uh trying to prepare for each individual game knowing that uh, we've got such a great uh deal of depth in our lineup with with incredible veteran presence but also a lot of depth with our with our newcomers and, and rookies if you will um even though they're not rookies they're just new players to the to the world championship stage but they certainly have international experience and so as we go it's it's kind of a game by game approach um you know i, I kind of see the first two games of of our of our week here with trying to make sure that we get everybody involved so if a group plays you know in our first game against switzerland maybe we try to make sure that everybody gets in between either the game one against switzerland or the game two against finland and and just to give everybody a chance to kind of get their feet wet and do that but at the same time you know you're playing a swiss team who is incredibly uh, you know uh, impressive offensively and, and got great goaltending so you know there, there's no um there's no let down in our opponents here to start off uh, and then you get to Russia and Canada and th- you know this group A f- field of teams is is uh, is very dangerous and so everybody's very aware I think that's one of the exciting parts of our tournament is is everyone knows that uh, on any given day there's a good team across the ice for me that can that can beat you and uh, hopefully if we play at our best we we feel confident we can beat them so so that the lineup's going to be fluid. It's going to be changing. Certainly, as you mentioned, there's going to be some mainstays that we feel confident in. Um, but there's also going to be, I don't want to call it experimenting because it's not. It's just finding different op- options and finding different components that we want to put the puzzle together and see, okay, this is how it looks today. Um, maybe tomorrow it looks a little bit different um, as part of our preparation, not only to try to be successful on the short-term tournament here in Calgary, but also in the long-term as we prepare for Beijing. 
Yeah, for sure. And if I can follow up on that, maybe, um, you know, that that um, mixing and matching, is that based more so on, uh, you know, are you looking for maybe you have pairings that are a little bit more physical, maybe they're a little bit more experienced? Yeah, I think I think the honest answer is a little bit of both. Um, we're looking at our opponent and trying to say what best, what's the best matchup for us with, you know, determine determined by who we're playing. Uh, maybe they have a style of play that we feel like we've got a good matchup with. And other times it has nothing to do with our opponent. It just has to do with, hey, we'd like to see certain combinations within our own team. So there's a little bit of both. Uh, sometimes it's, it's based on the opponent and our scouting report. We've just got such a great staff that prepares our team so well that that uh, we as coaches can say, okay, this is the this is maybe what we're looking for. And then other times it has absolutely nothing to do with the opponent. It's just got to do with, hey, we'd like to see this matchup for us, um, regardless of the opponent, and see how these players gel and play together. Um, whether that's a D or you know a forward group or you know goaltender in certain situations, and and that's how we're going to approach it. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, we are taking this episode to actually get ready for Women's Worlds and then also want to take you over to Locked on NHL so you can hear all of the experts talking about the hockey league at the highest level, the big broad strokes level. And uh, I thought Sarah and Jess had a really interesting conversation on the jerseys and jersey ads. So we're going to get to that in the C block. But coming up next, let's hear from one of the players that is going to be competing. And lovingly, she calls herself a baby vet. And so you'll understand what that means in the context of women's hockey when we return. But right now, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are just about ready to turn to hockey, of course. Uh, but I guess also football and teams are on the gridiron and they're ready to start the football season. If that's your jam, make sure that you are checking out all of the bet online action when it comes to college football, NFL, all of the good stuff. And of course, I'm maybe a bit biased, but you should also check out the lines that they have for the National Hockey League. You can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100 percent. Welcome bonus. Oh, baby, not 50% anymore, but 100% because we're talking about getting all the updated odds, props, contests, and one of online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. If you want more details, you got to head over to betonline.ag. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, the season opener between Super Bowl champions, the Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded. So, hey, go hard or go home. No consequences. And uh, if you bet up to $25 for a new customers only, that is, uh, you can use promo code NFL 100 when signing up for that particular promo. But from basketball, football, boxing, right to all of your your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the great offers available for 2021. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so now we're going to hear from Haley Skamura. As I mentioned, she comes from uh, a hockey family, but again, you can check that out by Googling her. I'm not going to get into that. Comes from the Buffalo Buttes and is one of the few players 
in the international game, certainly in North America, that was able to be discovered by the senior national team and get one of her senior caps or get her first senior cap after having already gone pro. So Haley Skimmer and I talk a little bit about what it was like, what she was doing during the five-day quarantine, why she considers herself a baby vet, and what she hopes to bring to the United States team looking again for their sixth consecutive gold medal at the IIHF Women's World Championships. Walk me through what the quarantine process was like for you and and now that you've been able to hit the ice in in Calgary, uh, you know, what what are the sights and sounds? What's what's going on in that uh bubble type uh environment? <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, the quarantine part of it was really, I mean, it's something I never experienced before. We were, as soon as we got to the hotel, we went straight to our rooms, and we only opened the door to get our meals and to, like, or trade our bikes, because they gave us stationary bikes so we could work out. Um, So, it was, uh, it was very interesting. You have to, like, find things to do so I brought books I watched shows I you know then we had our bike workouts and you know we kept in touch you know group chats FaceTime um Zoom calls <laughs> things like that but you know there's only so much you can really do and the whole day you're just in your room <laughs> so it was uh it definitely got pretty tiring by like the fourth day you kind of started feeling a little lethargic just from not really moving around much you know yeah um and then when we were finally like free after that fifth day, we were just so excited to be able to see each other and to be able to talk. And uh, there's something different about like face-to-face uh, interaction <laughs> as opposed to over the phone or over Zoom. So, um, which, you know, we all know from the pandemic, but um, this was something different. Um, and um, so then, yeah, then we were let out and then we had our first practice and, you know, a couple of, get the what's it called what's what i'm looking for i'm sorry uh shake out the nerves like get rid of the bad touches kind of thing um but then we got right to it It was just fun to be together and train as a team and um be able to interact have lunch together dinner stuff like that so um, well worth the five day quarantine for sure. Yeah, for sure. I was talking to, to coach and he said every, everything's on the up and up and we've gotten reports yeah. from IHF. So everything's looking good. So that's good. Um, you know, and, and more in a loving way, not, not any betrayal of any teammates, but who would you say, um, uh, was able to maybe, uh, thrive or, you know, was maybe better prepared or better suited for, for the five day quarantine and maybe who was someone Someone that was, let's just say, really excited to get out of quarantine. <laughs> oh my gosh. We actually had a poll in our group chat about this. Um, we said that Alex Carpenter was built for quarantine. Uh, <laughs> like she's, she's good with her own time and um, is okay with like not like talking to people for an extended period of time, right? Like, um, so she handled it well, I'm sure. And, um, who didn't we have a lot of very social bubbly people on our team who definitely missed social interaction myself included I think it (laughs) definitely took a toll by like the fourth day you're just like out of it right like (laughs) you were talking to people but um uh I'm trying to think who maybe struggled the most (laughs) I don't know 
there's so many people who just like thrive on social interaction, you know, like Keller and uh, Nider and, you know, those kind of people. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, well, I'll have to see if I, we can do our own poll and uh, get, yeah. <laughs> get some insights there. But everyone survived and uh, we're, we're good to go. Um, and you, you, you talked about essentially, you know, kind of waving off uh, some of the jitters and the, the, the butterflies. But, um, yeah. you know, then, then you get to an exhibition, obviously still still on that up ramp to, to get to full on competition. But, um, you know, how did it feel? to have another opponent not just going up against teammates that was I mean that was the best feeling we've been playing ourselves for the past two years um so it was really nice to play a different opponent um and there's just something different about going into the corners and battling with people that aren't in your own program right so um it was and then just to be able to play as a team right like we're not split up into teams and stuff like that so it was it was a lot of fun. Um, it was really physical. It was really exciting. And um, just looking forward to it for the rest of the tournament here. Yeah, for sure. Um, I uh, cover women's basketball. And um, it's actually Sarah Nurse's cousin, Kia Nurse, um, uh-huh. who uh, she got uh, – crowned as in her last year with New York she's with Phoenix now but she got crowned a baby vet because it was such a young team um mm-hmm. and so she was actually one of the older players only having you know I think it was at the time you know three WNBA seasons and I was talking to coach Johnson and I was like I feel like Skamura might be if we had a, a women's hockey equivalent you might be in that baby vet category right like you've had a few rounds with the the national team but then you know everything kind of stalled out a little bit so um right. you know what might have been as far as you getting a few more games and a few more to your point you know a few more opponents uh, i feel like you, you probably have a a lot of caps against canada at this point <laughs> but uh you know uh, what's your take on that <laughs> that's actually really funny i actually referred to myself as a baby vet the other day because our <laughs> trainer asked me She's like, oh, were you at Worlds? And I'm like, well, I was on the 2019 team, and then I made the other ones that got canceled. So I've been in the program for a little bit, but yet I don't have, like, obviously an Olympic experience or, like, and I've only been in the program for those, like, two and a half, three years. Um, And then you're right, like, all the things got canceled and, you know, so – um, so yeah, I actually describe myself as baby vet. So <laughs> I love it. Plus, I'm like older, right? Like I'm older than the younger girls who haven't uh, gotten to that point yet. So it's just, it's just. Um, what do you hope, and 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 what is kind of your main focus for uh, what you'll be able to to bring to the USA squad going through World Championships? Yeah, I think for me, what I bring is just that physicality part of the game. Um, I'm, I'm there battling in the corners. I'm there getting the pucks out on the wall. I'm, uh, you know, winning that four check battle and, you know, hoping to create chances for my line mates and, um, just little things like that. And I think that's usually what I focus on are the little things that I can control. And I know that like nine times out of 10, I'm winning that battle against the other opponent and that's something I think I can be relied on and it's a simple thing that I can do that's consistent and people can kind of count on me for mm-hmm. um, and yeah it's like an easy thing to remind myself like okay just make sure you initiate contact or you know um, get the puck out by any means things like that and um, the little things add up I think 
Mm-hmm. And then um, this is another one that I, I would venture to guess that you've probably gotten and, and will continue to get. <laughs> um, and that's just thinking about, Haley, your experience is really unique in two pretty, pretty dramatic ways. Of course, the, <laughs> the quarantine and the pandemic, but then also like your first world experience. I mean, we had a wild gold medal game. Then, I mean, women's hockey really shifted immediately before and immediately after that um yes just a little bit just a little bit um i mean when you when you think about the opportunity to be around um a very dramatic time and not necessarily in a bad way but in a very dramatic just dramatic in the truest sense of the of the word um right you know what what do you hope that people um still are able to glean out of this time in women's hockey given all of the ups and downs um the drama and honestly the waiting the waiting to get to another world championship I think just the resiliency of our group, um, it just took, it takes a lot of mental and physical strength to continue going given the scenario that we've had, given that we haven't had international competition in two years, right? And, you know, people, we've been training nonstop since the last Worlds, right? Like, we've been ready for this moment and, um, you know, for having it, all the cancellations, all the postponements, and to continue to have that mindset of training during all of the uncertainty is what's kept us going and, you know, thinking of our teammates training. And I just really think it just shows how uh, mentally tough and our group is. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, it's been a wild ride, but I'm thankful yeah. for, for your grit. Um, you know, honestly, all the drama aside, it, it's really, <laughs> I'm truly thankful that that we're still able to to see y'all perform. And, and again, it's a, I, to your point, really a testament. I just want to give you some stick taps for uh, Thank you know, you. being a consummate professional through it all. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> for sure. Well, we'll leave it at that for now. But um, hopefully I'll have uh, the occasion to chat with you again. And, of course, yeah. best of luck. And uh, we'll be watching. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Take care now. Okay, you too. Thanks. Bye. Bye. The only thing I love more than talking to hockey players is a good family-owned business. That's why I want to tell you about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local folk for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer when you can do that in the comfort of your own Home, save time and money when using rockauto.com and explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solutions to all your auto parts needs. So we are asking that you go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your vehicle. Type locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rock auto.com and in addition to rockauto.com you know i love to talk about built bar if you listen to locked on nhl again the same show that you're going to hear from in the next block sarah and just talk about all of the amazing things that uh, that built excuse me is doing and that they've given scholarships 
or I should say they've um, given jobs through the name image likeness to athletes at uh, BYU that are not on scholarship. And as a former walk on myself, I can tell you how impactful that is. But in addition to what they do for the sporting community, including being a sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network, including being the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, we've got the Prefontaine Classic coming up now. Hello! They have delicious built bar flavors such as double chocolate, salted caramel, cookies and cream, raspberry, mint brownie, and cherry barcia. Love the play on words there. So here's what you're getting. You're getting 17 to 18 grams of protein, about 130 to 180 calories per bar, all covered in chocolate with only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs and only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. So we're asking that you go to BuiltBar.com, or excuse me, that you go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And now it is the time you have been waiting for. I'm going to take you over to Locked On NHL. It is our daily show covering all things in the National Hockey League. And I'm a huge fan of when Sarah and Jess get together. And I really enjoyed this conversation about jersey sponsorship. Locked On NHL hosts Jess and Sarah. Now, it, it, it appears to be doomsday for uh, a lot of hockey fans, uh, or at least a certain segment of hockey fans online, because per basically every source out there in the world, uh, the NHL is going to have advertising on their jerseys. Starting horror. 22-23 season, right? Like, we have now ruined the sanctity of NHL jerseys, apparently. It's not even happening this season. It's next year. So everyone needs to slow their roll. Uh, but the league's board of governors formally approved jersey advertisements. A majority of teams were interested, were in favor of having them. Uh, they are going to be a three-inch by three-and-a-half-inch rectangle, which, if you're good at knowing how big things are, congratulations, good for you. <laughs> but this is just sort of the next step in the league trying to find ways to bring in more revenue, so cool. Uh, and, you know, we, we eased into it with the uh, helmet advertisements this past season that are going to stick around, which is fine. Uh, we eased into it with years of advertisers on practice jerseys. So this was just the next step, but oh boy, are people mad about this? You would honestly think that the sky is falling <laughs> by some reactions. And if you watch the NBA, they have ads on their jerseys and these patches uh, for the NHL are going to be slightly bigger. And to be honest, uh, I don't really <laughs> think we're going to see much of these advertisements during, you know, the games because of camera angles. And, you know, if you're in the arena, you're not going to be seeing them unless you're right up against the glass. Mm -hmm. But even the helmet ads... I, I forgot about them. Mm -hmm. It's not something that I'm, you know, staring at. I think that most teams did a good job with like the placement and the colors and all that stuff. Like, it's just, it doesn't matter to me. I would rather them do this 
then increase ticket prices mm-hmm. or make my chicken tenders and fries $30. <laughs> like I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> so if I have to sacrifice a three by three and a half inch rectangle on not even my own Jersey that I'm purchasing, mm-hmm. uh, my favorite players. Oh my God, please just, just wear it. It's not that big of a deal. And this is good because it could also help with the salary cap situation, which again, we're all always screaming about. Mm -hmm. So this is a little bit of a cushion and a little bit of a solution to some of the problems that we all scream about on Reddit (laughs) and Twitter and and Facebook. I, I don't know if people still use Facebook, but I, I think anywhere people can complain, they're going to yeah. do that. Yeah. It just seems so of all the things to complain about, like I get it hot. Like I, and, and hockey is such a sport that is like, things have been the same way forever. And, you know, I remember the Toronto Maple Leafs Jersey for when my great, great granddaddy was, right. you know, a Maple Leafs fan and they didn't advertise Subaru on it then. Um, well, guess what? Johnny? Right. <laughs> Subarus are pretty great. And <laughs> I like them. So <laughs> toughen up. The internet is like the place for hot takes, right? Like that is oh, what absolutely. people do on, like if you open any tweet that is talking about the Jersey ads, it's full of people who are like, I will never go see an NHL game again. If you're ever like, who, I don't, I just can't understand care. There are so no. many things in life to care about more than is Chase Bank going to advertise on the Rangers jerseys or something like, right. Like I personally don't have that much time or energy (laughs) to care about a rectangle on someone else's Jersey. Like, sure. I'm sure that Toronto and Calgary will have saddle dome as their sponsors Mm -hmm. and uh, the Bruins with TD bank or Dunkin donuts. Like, is it that big of a deal? There's advertisements on the boards and whatnot. Like these are just going to be like out of sight, out of mind, yeah. in my opinion. One, one of my friends tweeted earlier today. Well, earlier today from when we're recording this, uh, a, a picture of David Pasternak in a mocked up Jersey <laughs> that had a Dunkin' Donuts ad on it. And so I really yeah. think that that would be perfect. Uh, for them. So if, if you're listening, Dunkin' Donuts, um, go do that because it'd be really funny. And I mean, yeah. like, honestly, for like the segment of us who like to make fun of everything, you know, there's going to be at least one really stupid sponsor or one oh. sponsor that's just like, really? Them? Like, someone's I... going to be sponsored by Jiffy Lube or something. Oh, and yeah. then it, that, that it's going to be over. I've already seen people throwing out the idea of barstool sponsoring something and like I just no please no for a million and three reasons that I don't have time to get into today that's a whole different podcast (laughs) but like I would love to see like KFC or like Popeye's less problematic chicken than currently sponsors like (laughs) give me something exciting yeah besides a bank and the besides a bank the uh (laughs) like you know because it's a big money maker I know it's probably not going to happen for the jerseys but uh the you know speaking for the kings at least when they had to do the helmet ads 
they actually worked with a uh, an organization, the California Hope Crisis Counseling Program, um, which is uh, it's it's funded by FEMA. It's run by the California Department of Healthcare. Uh, so it, it wasn't a company, and they they made the conscious decision to not put a brand on there. Like they didn't make money off of that, and and, and the the team also partnered with that organization a lot throughout the season and did stuff with them through their King's Care Foundation and everything. So it wasn't just slapping their logo on a helmet, but you know, it'd be, I, I doubt that anyone will do that just because no. of the like million dollars or whatever it can bring in for, for jerseys. Yeah. But you know, I, I think nice. there is potential to do something more interesting than. Oh, absolutely. I think that this is a great opportunity for these billion dollar teams to be like, you know, let's use this for good. Mm-hmm. They won't, but they should. Right. They could, maybe. So possibly. <laughs> but yeah, I think moral of the story, man, just get mad about something else. Right. <laughs> like something that's worth being upset about because I guarantee you, by the time the season rolls around, or even two weeks from now when no one's talking about it. <laughs> You're going to forget about it because yeah. that's how it was with the stickers on the mm-hmm. helmet. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And then someone pointed it out. And I'm like, I just yeah. don't care. It's <laughs> not a big deal. No, I like, there's bigger problems in the world yeah. in our own lives. Just, <laughs> in, in, in our own hockey league. Right. Like, ads are not one of them. Just take a deep breath, close the Twitter app. Come back after you get a glass of water and right. a snack. Go touch some grass. Yes, like. <laughs> please. I'm begging you to go touch some grass. Look up at the sky. It's pro- hopefully nice out where you are. And just chill out. Yeah. Respectfully, please. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's great life advice. Yeah. For, uh, for anyone having excess feelings about <laughs> a sponsor on a jersey. Um <laughs> Well, one company that maybe could sponsor some jerseys, I don't know, we'll, we'll see if we can get that to happen, is rockauto.com, because they are all about saving you time. Any on team? Oh, yeah. And that is Built Bar. We would outlet. They take... By looking at some jerseys and uh, figuring out which ones just stink. Some of them just stink. Um, but we, we are, of course, uh, now approaching, now that the Seattle Kraken have a team and they exist. Uh, we're, we're getting close. They might even be on sale soon. Uh, you can purchase your very own Seattle Kraken jersey. Uh, and they got rave reviews when the jersey, when the design first came out. And then we saw them live in person at the expansion draft when they trotted out some of their key new players. And they looked great in person. And I honestly wish that they had any players who I really cared about yeah so that I could buy a Seattle Kraken jersey but I'm I'm not feeling it I'm not feeling it yet if they took Carrie Price then I absolutely would have instantly yeah I wouldn't even it'd be a no-brainer uh those jerseys are so clean even the away ones Mm -hmm. are you know just beautiful it's hard to uh find those nice nicely done white jerseys I feel like I've never been a big fan of the white jerseys maybe it's because I'm just a sloppy person in general and I feel you you know I'm like if I like I own like one away jersey and I'm always like don't spill anything don't spill anything don't spill anything 
Yeah, so that like might just be a me thing. I don't know. No, it's definitely not just a you thing because I am notorious for spilling things on myself. And I feel like you're more than likely going to do that when you're at um, a sporting event. Yeah. Thanks, as always, for joining me on Locked on Kraken. I am always thrilled to see how the podcast is being received. And we're almost at 10,000 downloads. So if you're not already, make sure you're downloading the episodes. Share them on social media. And subscribe. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave us a review. I want to let you know that our next Goodreads is going to be none other than Allison Lucan writing right now for the Seattle Kraken. And articles for the Kraken, what she's got coming up next, and